Hey everybody, welcome back to the Great Stir Podcast. I'm Cam. I'm your host, Ben. I'm your host, Anya. And today, we're going to be talking about some new movies. Yeah. We have some new releases that have come out in June that we need to cover, so we're going to do it right here. And July. Actually, all these movies came out in July. Oh, my bad. July. Anya. Yeah, so the first movie we're talking about is actually a sequel to one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, it stars LeBron James and um, Bugs Bunny, Big Chungus. Um, and that movie is... What? Spider-Man No Way Home. We saw an early screening, guys. We're actually not supposed to be talking about yeah. it. But we said, fuck Marvel, like David Ayer. And, yes, uh, it's probably going to be yeah. coming with handcuffs. No, I'm just kidding. That movie, this movie is um, this movie is actually Mad great. Max Fury Road. It's it's Rick and Morty. It's The Matrix. It's a lot of things. It's Space Jam: A New Legacy. It's funny because it, it, it's you're right. It is almost everything but that to a degree. <laughs> There's just it's so LeBron much. James being a bad dad. Right. That's it's the a- most important part of it all at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, I was disappointed with LeBron's like performance as an actor in this movie. I, even though, again, he's not like a professional actor. But yeah. like, before I get into that, yeah, it's just like it became pretty apparent like as the movie came out. Like what we, people might have feared from the trailers coming true where it's like, okay, why are they shoehorning every possible like cameo the can into it and then you watch the movie and you're like oh you're like, the entire film oh if you, I you watch the movie you watch the movie and you go why are they cramming every water bus? and then you're like oh if i didn't already have hbo max i'd love to get it right yeah. if you watch it on hbo max all a lot of those other movies that you just see flaunting in the background you can stop space you can stop and, and just watch them, them. like because they're, they're better movies most of them are better movies. Um, so yeah, what were your guys' overall opinions of the movie? I um, of the movie. It's hard to even call it a movie. You go first. You go first, Ben. Fucking amazing! I absolutely no. This was shit. It was so bad. But um, you know, there's some entertainment to be had. We'll, I'll just say that for now. You guys can just. I have no real reference for the Looney Tunes characters. It's like they exist and I have no real like interest in them as a property. I do like Roadrunner, but I was even disappointed with Roadrunner. Oh, but I like, saw Roadrunner. Yeah, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Oh. <laughs> but no, like, and again, I don't know. I feel like even just like the, you know, like a fusion of Looney Tunes and basketball, like it's not captivating here. I don't know. It's just not interesting. Um, so, I saw this in a theater. I'm pretty sure Anya and Ben watched it on HBO Max. But yeah, it doesn't really matter how you watch this one. I saw it with a bunch of friends in theaters. Um, this movie isn't coherent. It doesn't feel like a movie. But... I'd be lying if I um, didn't say I had the time of my life watching this movie. I I was laughing out loud on many occasions. Just um, some yeah. of it, like most of it was for unironic reasons. Don Cheadle is the villain. 
was literally he was so like he was having the time of his life making this movie you could tell but his it really makes no sense his villain the villain character just doesn't make any sense at all like how is he alive when he's a computer i guess it's trying to make uh, it doesn't make sense every time don Cheadle was on screen i was laughing you know what i just thought of what? You know, it would have been so funny if they did a scene like in Far From Home where it's like he's like saying why he's a bad guy now. And it's just like a scene of Don Cheadle, like he's from the 1990s when like the first one was coming out. And he pitched like an uh, old idea and then he's like, what? When they decline or something, you know? Yeah, because there's, like, no connection, really. That would have been so funny. There is absolutely, like, no connection to the first Space Jam movie other than the name. Like, that was one of the... And, yeah, well, they play basketball. They play basketball, obviously. But really, like, there's no... There's barely any callbacks. Uh, Michael B. Jordan shows up instead of Michael Jordan. Uh, which I actually thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I like that. It was that really, part. really, really funny. Yeah. He was good in that part. Um, so, congrats, Michael P. Jordan. But, You're... like, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I'd watch it again. But, like, as a movie, there's really not much, like, there. It doesn't really feel like a movie. Like, we all said, it really just is a giant advertisement for HBO Max. This is the first movie made by Warner 3000, the new algorithm. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> Damn. Okay, but, yeah, this movie, like, I feel like this wouldn't even really be that entertaining of a movie for kids. Like, and kids aren't really going to get anything away from this movie. Like, you know, I don't know. It just, it really... Yeah, I mean, kids... Like, Taking up space. Yeah. Like younger kids, they didn't really have like a, a, they don't really have like a Looney Tunes thing to, you know, they like they don't really have one like that. Like we at least kind of had, there was like, I think they did like a reboot one when we were younger. Yeah. I, I, I remember I'd catch some Looney Tunes um, on uh, the Boomerang channel, which is like Cartoon Network's no, cousin that like... they played. Uh, I, I would watch it for Tom and Jerry, but. They play some Looney Tunes, and I I always loved Roadrunner. Yeah, was funny. I, I watched I watched a lot of old Looney Tunes. We had some DVDs when I was a kid. I loved. I think we all like like Roadrunner a lot. That was definitely my favorite. Roadrunner, the Wiley e. Coyote cartoons were always great. Had a good time. Like this movie, I. I don't know if much little kids are going to know what Mad Max Fury Road is. Which is why it's bizarre in here in the first place. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, it's just, I couldn't believe it while I was watching them. There was just so much going on. And I I was just mind boggled by this movie. Also, what is with Warner Brothers and just reusing jokes from Shrek? In Scooby-Doo, they did the Simon Cowell thing, which was in one of the Shrek movies, I think, too. And then, well, I mean, I, I knew right away once I heard they were going to the Matrix, I knew they're going to do all oh, haha. One of the one of the funny characters is going to do the Trinity kick thing. And then, of course, they made the grandma do it because, you know, she's old, not 
old people aren't flexible, right? Um, yeah, I it just this is so, this is honestly just such a lame movie to me. Uh, what are you talking about? I was blown away. Yes, I know you are. And um, talk. Let's maybe talk about some of the performances because there's no um, performances in this movie. I guess. Well, the- was having a great time. Yeah, Don Cheadle was fantastic in this movie because <laughs> you could tell he knew it was a piece of shit. Um, and LeBron James, you know, he's not an actor. <laughs> you know, whatever. He's, whatever. Like, he's just as good as Michael I, Jordan. And I know why Anya was disappointed because Trainwreck is one of her favorite performances of all time. No. And <laughs> He just seemed to, like, at least from the trailer... I thought he would at least be more entertaining on screen, and he just wasn't. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. Um. Good. Good job to the Bugs Bunny um, impersonator. He sounded like the old guy. You know. Yeah, he was. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm really. Uh, <laughs> I thought um, Gabriel Iglesias to voice some um, Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah, good job. Okay. Um, you did it's, well. I, we're really uh, you're stretching this movie fast at this point. It feels like you know. I think we should just give our scores. Yeah, we're just gonna give our scores. <laughs> um, like I, I'm the most um easy on this movie out of the three of them, just because I just had such a good time. I would watch it again. I I enjoyed the heck out of it. It's not a good movie in any. Like not a good coherent movie. It was exactly what I expected it to be. Um, six out of ten. Um, I would give Space Jam New Legacy a three out of ten. All right, I give Space Jam New Legacy a four out of ten, and Marlin gives it a four out of ten. And Tyler did not rate it, so we have no clue. Yep, that's all. Uh, that's all, folks. We got a 4.25 average. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Another negative score. We've had a lot of fours and fives this summer, but what yeah. can you do? You know, what can you do? Tyler, yeah. Tyler, I know he said he 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 enjoyed a lot about, uh, enjoyed a lot of the movie, but he, I'd say he probably has a similar opinion to you, Ben. Mm. Uh, he had a good time. But a lot of it he didn't like. All right. Okay. So, uh, next up, I'm on a new level. Um, sorry, but Snake Eyes is our next movie. Uh, uh, I was pretty excited for this movie. I love the trailers and the marketing and everything. And um, I gotta be honest, it was a good time. Um, you know. This is this movie is getting a lot of crap, uh, and I don't really see why. A lot of people are complaining about the action scenes. I thought the action was really good in this movie, really vibrant and fun, and yeah, um, has amazing choreograph, choreograph. Uh, and we should note really choreography. Quickly, that's the word. Note uh, really quickly that Anya has not seen this yet. Yeah, I yeah, I won't be part of this. Um. Henry Golding is a, an actor I've been a pretty big fan of since I saw him in Crazy Rich Asians. And, I mean, this guy's an action star. He was, um, he was amazing in this movie, honestly. And uh, um, Samara Weaving, I really liked her. I really just enjoyed everyone's performance because 
you know, some of them are more goofy than the others, but I think what this movie did better than the previous movies is that it had a good balance of silly and serious. Rise of the Cobra was way too cartoony, way too silly, I thought. And Retaliation is just like a generic action movie. And there's like the the most crazy thing in that movie is like those exploding bug things. Um, but this was a good balance, you know, like there's some silly stuff in it, but it was also pretty grounded at the same time. And uh, I, I just had a blast with this movie. So Yeah, so my experience with the G.I. Joe is very, very vague. I saw The Rise of Cobra back when it came out in theaters when I was like, what, like five or six. I was very young. I don't remember much about that movie. I saw it when I was little. I don't think I've watched the whole movie since. I never saw Retaliation. I don't know. I've just, this movie to me just looked like, it looked fine. It looked like an average action movie to me. I didn't think it looked terrible. I didn't think it looked great. And honestly, I have to say, I had a great time with this movie. Um, the I saw this in um, RPX, and um, the sound was just, the sound was great. Um, mm-hmm. The seats were shaking at times. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I saw it in, like, in a, sorry, I just want to say, I, did, I saw it in Prime, so like, it's kind of the same thing, but... You're totally right, especially with the scene with uh, those uh, snakes. Spoiler, but Spoiler. those snakes. That, but I didn't really, you know. But that I, part was crazy. The whole theater shook. It was amazing. I found this movie like kind of confusing and hard to follow at times. I didn't really like understand a lot of the stuff going on in the story, but by like the twenty thirty minute mark. I realized that I didn't really care. I was just like enjoying it. I <laughs> felt like you didn't completely need to like yeah. care. I didn't feel like I It's like Fast and Furious. It's like, like Fast and Furious. Yeah. I was just enjoying the action, enjoying the characters and just like Henry Golding was a really great leading man. I I've enjoyed his performances, but I thought he really stole the show in this movie i liked his quirkiness and i didn't i don't even know much about the snake eyes character apparently he doesn't even like talk ever and you never really put his mask on so this is like i don't know i liked this movie i i enjoyed the hell out of this movie i i thought the action was a little shaky at times especially in like the first like act yeah yeah the first a little bit i agree but like there's this scene, Ben would agree with me, that about halfway through the movie, and it's the neon light fight scene mm-hmm. with the in uh, Tokyo. Uh, yeah. They're in Tokyo. That scene was just so great. Like, I was enjoying myself so much. It was just, like, such great, like, chor- choreographing and the yeah. act. It was... Oh. I loved... Um, what was it? Samara Weaving. She had a wasn't in it as much as I thought she would be, but her story character was really fun. Um, who else was in it? Um, what's his name? Iko Uwe. How do you say his name? 
Does Eco any... Oase. Yeah, Eco Oase. He was in this movie. Um, he was fun. Like the the blind guy was cool. I liked all the characters a good amount. Like, yeah, it was really fun. Like I, I don't think... expect oh, much from this movie at all, but I had an absolute blast watching it. Yeah, I think one of the best parts about like that Tokyo scene you were talking about was it's raining in that part, and they they did such a good des- good job with the sets and making it look super damp that you feel like when they're just jumping on roofs that they're gonna like slip and fall. I thought yeah. I don't know. I thought that it had a, that really good of an effect, and um, and I also wanted to shout out like that car chase part. I thought that was. That was and, cool. I love yeah. that. And I'm kind of a like I I think I said this when we talked about Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm kind of a sucker for action scenes where they're in on like a moving vehicle and like trying not to fall off. You know, a good one is like I would say you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron when they're in Korea. Fast Furious movie. Yeah. And so, and this one I thought was just I was just on the edge of my seat. It was so good and yeah. You know, the third act, like the the climax, like the whole like like what I was saying, the story is so weird. There's some like rock thingy that was yeah. super it, it's basically the sorcerer's stone from Harry Potter. Yeah, it was just like the third the climax was just so so goofy. And just like there's this shot of like all the characters walking together. <laughs> so like in, and, like the like, Avengers, like yeah, like the Avengers, and like that moment, I was just like, wow, this movie is just like, oh, it's so fun. Like just that moment, like made me realize I was. It's just it has the goofiest third act. Like I that rock thing was like made no sense, and they didn't really like. But I didn't care at all. I I just. I had such a blast with this movie. I was like, I was walking out like when when it ended, I was just like, wow! Like I had no expectations for it, and I was just, yeah. And I also wanted to say, um, Storm Shadow. I also really liked him in this movie as well. Yeah, I didn't know um, he was. And in in the original ones, I I I actually grew up with the first two. You know, like when I was in middle school. I thought they were so like I thought they were so cool at the time, you know. Like I felt cool nope. watching like an action movie, and I will say rewatching them before this one, um, the Storm Shadow Snake Eyes thing does hold up. They have some really great scenes, but on it doesn't even compare to this one. Like I don't know, you just I I just love the dramatic beats between the two, and I like that we actually kind of we actually got to see the friendship before they become enemies yeah i have like i said i have no real background with the gi joe and i enjoyed the movie a lot <laughs> like yeah, i don't want to want to rewatch the those two movies but i feel like i wouldn't like them that much compared to the yeah i don't know you might have fun with i i could see you liking retaliation honestly but i remember little bits of the rise of cobra rise of cobra is is bad but it's got some really funny parts so i don't know i don't think any of them are terrible uh i don't have much more to say about this yeah i i guess i had a blast with it is it the best movie ever no is it the best action movie i've ever seen no but it's so solid to me and 
I just couldn't help but uh, really just, I don't know. I felt like a kid in the theater. Yeah. Uh, so I would give this one a seven out of ten. Very solid. Yes, I would also give this a seven out of ten. And Tyler uh, and Marlon have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler. And, what, Tyler and has you. Wait. Hold on. Yeah, you go ahead. Uh, Tyler had some notes that he wanted us to read off about Snake Eyes, so I can give those. Yeah. Uh, His bullet list includes that this is basically 2021's answer to an early 2010's Michael Bay production. The story is strange because it is a bunch of bare bones and basic plot, but half of it doesn't make a lick of sense without the knowledge of G.I. Joe. Very entertaining, albeit had a a tad bit overlong. I doubt I'll ever watch it again. Would have made a good pick as a launch title or Paramount Plus streaming exclusive. I'd like to see this franchise continue there. Lots of great diverse talent on screen. I wish the crew behind the camera was also diverse. And Tyler would give it a six. A six out of ten. I, I just have to bring up, I, I totally agree. Like, it doesn't make a lick of sense without the knowledge of G.I. Joe. Because, like, I could tell. I was like, I feel like you need to know G.I. Joe to know some of this plot of <laughs> But I, I didn't care at all. I was, that and made... um, Marlon, with the plot twist of the summer, um, he hated this movie. He, yeah. he didn't like the action. He thought Snake Eyes was a bad character. He liked Storm Shadow and Scarlet, though. Um, I don't know. That's really all I, Mar- I remember. Marlon, Marlon gave this a 3 out of 10. Marlon yeah. was really excited for it. I just find it... Yeah, Marlon was really excited and hated the movie. I was not super excited, and I liked it. That's Even like, I was looking forward to the movie, and I've decided to put it off because of reviews. Well, it'll be on Paramount Plus in, like, 45 days or something. So, so yeah. Yeah. Um. So that brings our his uh ruin the fucking average, and now it's a five point seven five. Hey. Okay, Ben. I'm kidding. Uh, no. All good. Well, uh, this brings us to the final review of the episode, and that is for M Night Shyamalan's Old. And well, this will probably be the most passionate review. I must say, this is one that everybody here has seen, so we'll talk about it. It is funny because every person here is kind of on a different page about the movie. I love this movie. Cam, what did you think? I. It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. Oh right. It's. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. But it is quite a movie. It's. A, it's a weird movie. And um, I thought it was. It was fine. I. Well, Ben, what about you? So. I actually have a twist for you guys. Um, I saw this on Sunday. I've been leading a facade the entire time. I thought this movie was excellent. And um, I'm just kidding. It was trash. <laughs> so, oh my God. There is no general consensus that we will come to, but I think that will still, you know, I'm still, everyone's going to explain themselves. I think before we start talking about this, I hope we can all, we can probably all agree on this. M. Night Shyamalan is a great man and a great director, and we are all happy he is still doing 
what he loves. Yes, we all here. We all love his movies. I'm a big fan. Uh, yes, I I love M Night Shyamalan. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. Absolutely, I don't care if he's made bad movies. He's he's made too many that I love. Uh, Unbreakable, The Village, Split, Glass, Signs, The Sixth Sense. I love all those movies. I think those are all excellent. So, I didn't like the trailers for this movie. I thought it looked terrible. I didn't either. I I had to, for M. Night, I had to go in with some hope because, you know, I love the guy. He He's so passionate about what he does, and I, I do respect him with that for this movie, of course. He made the movie he wants to make, but, oh my god, this was just horrible and laughably bad the entire time. The acting, except for Thomas McKenzie, who I thought was actually pretty good, um, is atrocious in this movie. Oh my god. I completely disagree. I, we, I think the acting is the strongest you, part of the movie. No, the, the, the line delivery is so corny and so which yes he has some like he does add some subtle humor in his movies but it's not this is just not convincing it's 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 like straight to dvd quality bad i oh my and then the this movie i don't know if this is a pro or con this movie was just so boring but it felt like it was like forty-five minutes. I felt I, I was barely in the movie. Boring. I was not bored. Like, I was at all. I was well, not bored. Like like it or this is not like I was kind of like I was very intrigued like throughout the movie. I was not bored. If anything, I the last thing I was during this movie was bored, and right. I didn't love it. And for me, especially, yeah, because I didn't feel bored by the movie. If anything. I think like the most like meat on the bones part of this movie is that the you're given a lot as an audience member to internalize about other people. And I feel like it can be hard to watch this movie unravel, which I, I think it does unravel at a quick pace while trying to make and conceptualize like comprehensive ideas about who the people are that you're watching, especially because you're watching a movie where, people who have tight-knit interpersonal relationships with one another are having that robbed from them in minutes and hours. So, like, there's so much happening within the movie. Uh, I I really thought a lot of the acting in this film was fantastic. Um, Again, I I guess all I can say, like, you know, I can understand somebody not liking it, but I just just don't agree. Like, you know, that's just how movies are going to be. So... uh, I, per- I particularly really love Gael Garcia Bernal and Vicky Crepes, and we did talk yes. about Tom- But, um, like, I mean, uh, it is the central family of the movie. They are clearly centered, but as you said, they do get, like, more moments uh, in- of screen time, but I think they all have, like, incredibly revealing and very deeply personal uh, performances that I thought were fantastic. I am mixed on a lot of things about this movie, and one of the things I'm mixed about is probably the acting. Um, there, there is some genu- genuinely great performances. Like I, I agree with you, Gael Garcia Bernal and Vicky Kripes and Thomas and McKenzie are all great. I thought um, Alex Wolf was pretty good, and um, Eliza Scanlon was good, but she wasn't in it that much. 
Uh, I liked the doctor guy, but then there's like, what this guy Ken Leung. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I'm sorry, he was terrible in it. He was. Don't so... worry, I was on the swim team. <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> oh my god! And also, what's this guy? This guy Aaron Pierre. Oh, did he, um, he play the mid-sized, mid-sized sedan? He I wasn't thought... very good in the movie either, and his character was also felt pointless to me. And um... I, I like both of those characters. characters. Pointless to me. I like both of those characters. Uh, I'll, I guess, I can briefly explain why without spoilers. I think what I like about those characters and performances is. Overall, everybody on the beach has pretty contrasting ways of dealing with the trauma of the situation. So I think you have Ken Leung's character, who is very, I think I described to Cam like before we recorded like a few days ago. I feel like that character is very preemptive uh, and feels more capable than he is at like trying to calm people, trying to make the situation better than it is. So yeah, I'm, I'm... a lot of dumb, like, at least within the context of the movie, he says a lot of things that don't matter and won't advance, but he's really, again, preemptively positioning himself, trying to help people, which doesn't work in his favor. And with mid-sized sedan, <laughs> that character, again, it's like, we know him by his like rapper name in the movie, but uh, that character is almost completely internalizing everything he's feeling, which again, you have the doctor character, who is ver- like both verbally and physically taking out his anger on him, you know, out of racism, out of anger. And you have the mid-sized sedan character who does the complete opposite. He internalizes literally all of his anger. He doesn't physically like hurt anybody. And that's what he's accused of. So I don't know. I thought there were like clear foils with how those characters are portrayed. I don't know. I just could never take like those characters seriously in the movie. At all. Oh my god, the doctor the was awful. What a the horrible character. I, I, my least favorite performance was the doctor. <laughs> I didn't really like... I mean, obviously the character is antagonistic for like obvious reasons, but like I feel like the performance was not as there as it could have been. So like... What I'm saying, I don't know. The writing to me in this movie is just very strange because like... In the end, I don't think the script is very good. Uh, but there are sprinkles and, like, hints and, like, maybe paragraphs of good dialogue in the movie. Especially this one scene toward the end that we'll get to a little later. But, um, like, there's hints of, like, really great lines and dialogue. But for me, it was more of, like, like for me, like maybe 80% of the dialogue is just not good in the movie and delivered really poorly or just like, I don't know, like the direction is great. I love the direction and all the camera work is fantastic. And it's just like, it's right. just such I, a weird movie. I, I just I, am so mixed on it. One thing I like a lot about M. Knight's films is the way that he kind of like extrapolates like a lot of formalism that you saw in mid-budget movies. Yeah. You know, from yeah. the ninth. He like does crazy things with pushing characters to the frames or I don't know, just the way he moves his camera around is like 
Uh-huh. Ridiculous. And I think it's just, I, there like, are some like incredible shots in this movie. Right. Like I, the, I the are you yeah like the scene when they're they're all like they're all talking and the camera is just slowly panning around all of them right and i think like well i don't think his like filmmaking in con- like in comparison to his last film glass which is probably one of my favorite movies of his like ever uh i don't think this is as like boundary pushing to a degree but i still think he's doing a lot of like genuinely experimental stuff within the formalism and like the craft of the movie like cohesively Uh together which is just like a lot to unpack like i kind of want to see the movie again and ben i'm very ben i'm very interested to hear what you thought of like the overall like filmmaking in this movie and like shots and stuff i was i was actually just going to talk about that um I think there are some good shots, but this is didn't feel like an M Night Shyamalan movie to me. Um, I, I always thought that feel like an. I've always loved how he's his made his movies look when it comes like, and I do appreciate that he's all of his movies have felt very cold, which which I've always kind of liked it like because you know they're always usually set like in you know in like the the early spring late fall i love that i love when he does that stuff so i it's kind of cool that he took a uh like a summer approach to it but it just didn't it just didn't look and feel like one of his movies there's some very good establishing shots like of like the waves hitting the rocks but i just thought some of it just didn't work at all and this movie's. I usually don't complain about this. This movie has atrocious ADR. Oh yep. my god! It's and it's so obvious when it is too. Are you talking about like with the little girl that's seen on the beach? There's just anytime there's like a character like turn the other way from the camera talking, it's it's just so obvious that it was ADR. Okay, Maybe I feel that. Me- I feel very. I feel the same way about that. Yeah, I, I did I not. I don't like know that. if that was in, intentional, like to make it feel more creepy, but <laughs> I didn't um, like the but, ADR either. Besides that, some of the sound design was kind of cool. Like when that baby was crying, I remember. I'm not even kidding. Maybe it's just the speaker setup, but um, I'm not even kidding. Including me, people were looking around in the theater because they thought a baby was actually crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's some good, you know, the waves crashing. That sounds nice, you know. Yeah. Um. Um. The set design of this coral part. I won't say what it is, and something like the rocks and stuff. Very, very good. Very well done. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't feel like Shyamalan to me, and. It's, you know, I'm not going to count like After Earth and Last Airbender because those aren't really his movies. He didn't. Yeah. After Earth is a Will Smith movie that they just forced him to do. Yep. And oh, he, the Last Airbender <laughs> is a. Um, there's M. Night and After Earth. But that's for. No, the, there's a. He, he admitted. Another... He admitted, though, that it was a lot of Will Smith. But um, this is. I don't, besides those, because those are completely not like him. This is probably his the some of the some of his worst directing, unfortunately. And 
I don't know. I couldn't even find it. Like, there was some parts I, you know, usually if it's a movie's really bad, I can usually try and like laugh about it. You know, just like okay, I'm. It's not good, but maybe I can laugh. I didn't even laugh that much, as much as I wanted to. The rapper guy, my friend and I would always laugh when you go when you say "damn" or something like that. <laughs> I always thought those were funny, but. I- I mean, I guess I know we're on different ends of the spectrum, like with this movie. It's like, I'm like the opposite. I don't feel like there is room to laugh at a lot of the movie. I like, I just but disagree. There were a few. I just, I didn't care about any of the characters. I don't, they didn't, they just, none of them have barely anything to do. And like, I, I feel like this movie just needed a little more build up to, or moments where, and I get that one of the things actually I was about to say something stupid but <laughs> one thing I like about this movie is that there isn't really a time to relax mm. and stuff but like I, f- I feel like if if they set it up more and we got more of the tension I would have enjoyed it a little more and as far as like um, if you want to know what parts I also thought was funny was when actually it's a spoiler damn it we'll, All right. we'll talk we, we will spoiler all right, I'll wait for spoilers because I the whole theater erupted in laughter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you guys go now. Yes. Yeah, so, the first twenty minutes of this movie, I thought were actually pretty excellent. Like the way it was, like the build up to them going to the beach, and like the there were some amazing shots when they were in like the hotel room. Um. I thought it was just a really great start to the movie. Like once they actually get to the beach is when it just goes all like bonkers and like out of control for me and just like mixed and like, I I don't know. It's just like, there's some really great like suspense in this movie. And I'm not surprised by that because M night is just incredible at doing that type type of stuff. Um, I'll talk yeah. about some more suspense I like once we get into spoilers, but yeah, like there's so much I did like about this movie, but there's so much I didn't. A lot of the suspense of this movie, or maybe not the suspense, but like we briefly talked about, yeah, like there is no like real way to cool down this movie, which I think is fascinating because that idea is used very much to like destroy disrupt the characters like anytime even to i would say towards the beginning of the movie when like not a lot has happened yet i feel like it is still at the expense of a person's relationship with one another this idea that for a second you could cool down i don't know i thought it was there was a lot happening i thought it was good so should we give our ratings should we we can talk spoilers first i think or should i mean no want to ruin it for people that want to we do our readings before spoilers, so we'll continue to do okay. that. I'll go first. Um, for me, I'm just super mixed on this movie. Um, I'm going to go, like, I was debating between a 5 and a 6, but I went with a solid 6 out of 10, because the more I thought about it, I still liked a lot of stuff. And so it is a very solid 6 out of 10 for me. All right, Anya. Um, I'm going to give old an 8 out of 10. 
Okay, and Tyler wasn't a fan of the movie, um, but he did have quite a bit to appreciate about it. He's a big Shyamalan fan, too. Um, He gave it a 4 out of 10. And Marlon... uh, It's more of on the same level as me. Yeah, that's the only... And he gave it a 6 out of 10. Um, So pretty matching there. And... uh, uh, coming out of this movie, I actually gave it a one out of ten. Um, but you know, talking with Tyler about it a little bit, I was like, okay, that's too harsh. And when I was putting it on the on the twenty twenty one ranking list, I have um, I saw it would be under Thunder Force, and I saw said, no, that's not true, that's a lie. So I give it a two out of ten, and. That makes our average a 5.2. Oh my gosh, almost a 5. A lot of us are thinking it was going to be like straight 5. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, all right. Now it's time for us to briefly, at least for me, briefly talk about spoilers yeah, like, as well. I really just want to talk about like the twist mainly in a few. <laughs> yeah, before I guess we get into the twist, I want to talk about a few things that happened before the twist because the twist is mainly where the things I don't like about the movie are apparent because I haven't talked about I don't like yet but (laughs) before right before the twist some of my favorite moments in this movie are right like before the end really kicks in and I think one scene that Shyamalan like does incredibly well and like again where his character writing is like the strongest is um, the scene uh, on the beach at night when the where parents Kripes, yeah, the parents are dying, like for real. And Vicky Kripes and Gail Garcia Bernal are uh, as I said earlier, whenever somebody is resting in this film, it's at the expense of something. And in this case, yeah. it's at the expense of both of the troubles of their marriage and their entire life. So they sit next to each other and they forgive each other for the pain they caused themselves. And I think what's fascinating also about this contrast is one character is deaf in one ear and the other character is losing vision. And the only way they communicate to themselves is the proximity of their bodies next to each other, which I thought was incredible. I don't know. That was, um, that scene is my favorite part of the movie. I've decided that as of um, a few days ago, that scene had the best writing, best dialogue for sure. I loved that scene in the movie. I have to say like that was definitely like the most like emotional part of the movie. Um, It was just very well executed. Um, Yeah, basically what on I I liked that scene a lot. That was my favorite scene. The um, last part of that was wait. probably the last part of the movie that I truly like really liked. So one scene I genuinely liked the setup was kind of bad for it. But uh, I, I liked that they were just like, oh, let's just build a sandcastle unless we don't make it like a childhood. Yeah. Memory thing. I thought that was a good scene. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I really like the actors they chose during that part and just the end of the movie. I think that yeah, was really I thought, it, I thought it was Alex Wolf in makeup at first. Yeah, me too. Like, and I thought it was Stanley, or uh, I thought it was Stanley Tucci in makeup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my complaints about the movie 
like during its like middle, you know, the large part of the movie was uh, I was disappointed that Eliza Scanlon's character didn't have as much time. Yeah, like I, that's I mean, what I said earlier. Why did she so die she, in every movie? She died. She has died in a lot of so many movies. She's gonna be the new Sean Bean. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, no, especially like her death is really sad, and I just wish that. I mean, her. She had to like go through pregnancy in, in a few minutes, and her child was killed, and it was just really sad to see all that happen. And I feel like the movie didn't give that character enough time to speak. Or well, anything. I didn't. They didn't give enough time, so I didn't really find it sad for personally. I mean, I mean yeah, I... like that, the general concept. Okay, that sounded horrible. Yeah. But the, the losing a baby—that's obviously horrible. But like, oh my god, it's just it—it it just died right away. It was, that was weird. It. it was just so weird. I know. It's just there wasn't like enough. Like again, I wish there was more characterization. I don't really know what I thought of that whole. It honestly did just move way too click quickly for its own good. I loved the camera work in that birth scene. Like I thought, like I said, M Night builds suspense very, very well. Like the suspense was there, but I don't know how I felt about that overall scene. It was just like really odd and kind of didn't it lack? Yeah. I felt it lacked emotion. I feel like Ben might agree, but. I... Um, the one, one part I thought was hilarious in this movie was the part where that woman, like, turns into a pile of mush. Oh my <laughs> gosh, her bones. Everyone was, was dying in the theater. It was so funny. Nobody took that serious. I thought I... that was kind of, like, like I said, the suspense, like, there was suspense in this movie for me. Like that scene was kind of like like cringy. Yeah. The, that well, yeah. Scene. No. Like body horror, I do find some of that cringy. Like the fly. I love that movie. You know. But but this was just the stupid. Scene, I thought. I thought the most suspenseful scene in the movie. It, it was, was cool when like they were doing the matches and then they kept being blown. I liked that, but it was just so dumb. I mean, <laughs> for, it is. You go, Cam. For me, the most suspenseful scene in the movie was when they were taking the tumor out of Vicky Kripe's character. <laughs> that part that was, was so funny. It wasn't. I didn't that find was, it funny at all. I thought it that was wasn't funny. Because <laughs> I don't know. And oh my like, god. That was the, like suspenseful. I thought. I will agree though. Like back to the um, the woman and her bones crumpling up. Uh, like. It was yeah, I agree. It was silly, but I didn't think yeah, it, it was. was dumb. I agree. It, it looked like it looked like when I would take my action figures and bend all the poses because like, like a clone trooper fell off the cliff also, or something. It was also due to her character and the calcium deficiency, and it like the lack of it caused her bones to like. Yeah, actually, but that was like, just like it wasn't just. Wait, what I get we, the point of it. We talking about? I thought we were talking about the tumor scene. I. I had something to say about. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I just had to jump back to that. I have nothing else to say about the tumor scene besides that I liked it. I thought. It was I, I, yeah. So Ben, did you think? Were you saying the tumor scene was funny or the both? The I bones. Think well, okay. The tumor scene wasn't that funny, but the the bone part was. The tumor okay. part was the pretty. Tum- 
was pretty creepy when they were pulling. Yeah, out like the... I'm saying, I thought that's why I got confused because the tumor part was like the one part in the movie. Yeah. That I, I did say like... it was. I did say it was funny at first, but then thinking about like it... that was the one part of the movie that really made me like cringe because I don't like I one thing that just really creeps me out is just like cutting into people's body and showing like. Yeah. People getting like cut into to get stuff pulled out of them. Like, Wait, that I was just... sorry. Really, that part creeped me out. Wait, so was this rated R? I don't even. Remember. No, it was PG thirteen. That was like the one scene where I really felt like I was like, man, they're pushing well, they can... PG thirteen. I mean, but they can really show some stuff in PG thirteen. I feel. I mean, remember, like they they do that in X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. I um, thought they pushed the PG-13 rating with this movie a lot. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I almost feel like it just should have been R. R <laughs> yeah, they, they wanted to make more money. Not that it mattered that much. But... As, a, as a parent, I was offended. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a parent. <laughs> All right. I think we should, I guess, briefly talk about the ending because... I it was sucks. Really- it's a mess! I was really loving this movie, and then I was kind of just like, oh. Like... <laughs> I, it's I always a gamble, Shyamalan ending. Right. I wouldn't say it's like the like the worst thing ever, but it really just like made me ug, like do a big ug. Like <laughs> I really, I wish there was a little more. Thank you for listening to this episode. We rambled for a bit, but we finally got these reviews out. Ben, tell us what we can look forward to. Um, we're gonna talk about the Suicide Squad because that's a new movie. By Mr. James Gunn, the Gunn, yes, Star- gonna... starring Sean Gunn and no one else. Um... <laughs> and um, we just... will also um, be talking about hopefully uh, the Green Knight and um, Jungle Cruise. And oh, do we also maybe want to do the Fear Street trilogy? Maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Me and Ben have seen all those. So. Movies um, are on deck, regardless. Yeah. Uh, question of the week. Uh, would you like to visit the beach from old? I wouldn't. But would you? I would. I would like to visit the real beach, not the fictional beach. No, I mean the fictional beach. Screw no, it. Yeah, no, you want to visit no, no. Well, we're... you know how to escape. Yeah, you do. You know how to escape. So Maybe pack on a few years and then leave. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, we love you guys. Bring scuba um, stay gear. cool. Um, have a great day. I'm old. The lab scene. One of my, a, a, a very underrated actor, Matthew Shear, makes an appearance, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But that scene happened so quickly. It was that insane. Like that I, scene was like a mess. I was like, "What's happening? What's happening? What's happening?" I that could was not my, my get mind. my hands on it at all. Yeah, it was very. It was that scene was a mess. I was literally just like, like some stuff were just explained way too quickly in this movie. Like another thing, for instance, was what's happening on the beach. Like the beach. Like I still don't really understand how like the aging was happening on the beach. I know there was that one scene where Thomas and Mackenzie was like explaining it, like something. Can, yeah. Like it was yeah. really think, confusing. Isn't it like the drinks what? that they have with the flowers or something? No, that was nothing to do with the aging. That was um, 
That was just, to drug them into going to the beach. Uh, but that like, was like to try to fix. Do you know like what even made them age in the first place when they were on that beach? Was it like the probably that disgusting pasta salad Eliza's? <laughs> I one thing I liked was that because that character mentally was so young, she just grabbed it with her hands. I thought was funny. Uh, but you know, like um, what was I was thinking about like. Again, I feel like, yeah, I don't fully understand the mechanics of the aging on the beach, but that also doesn't bother me that much because I feel like it's a Shyamalan science fiction film. I will let science fiction be itself. I don't, again, like one thing I really really don't like about fantasy movies is fantasy or sci-fi movies that hate the fact that they're science fiction movies. Like a good example of that for me is a quiet place. Those movies hate being fiction, and I really don't like that. But like, okay. Feel- well, you fi- sorry, you finish. I'm being rude. No, I don't really have anything. You can go, Ben. It's like okay. I think I was just gonna bring this up. This you say I agree with what you just said about a quiet place. I feel like this movie does that too, though. I don't think because so. it 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 does the same. Pro- well. Actually, I'm being stupid again. But no, this has the same problem with the quiet places. Where like, there's so there's so much details in it, and they're trying so hard to make every detail count that when there's one little slip up, it's so noticeable. Because usually I'm the same. Like I usually don't really care if not everything makes sense. You know, right. like I like superhero movies. Like not everything makes sense in those, but when you when they're so hyper focused on details and like little facts like oh if it's a dead if it's a dead skin cell then it it won't do anything okay well then why did that why did that body perish well you know, i that body turned to skeletons those I, are those are dead i guess the reason i disagree is because i feel like again even though yeah i know i can understand what you're saying there i feel like those like science fiction discussions aren't the ruling or emotional core of the movie to the degree that I feel like the substance of the movie is again about internal like internal relationships I feel like the movie isn't really preoccupied with those ideas even though it is so deeply grounded into it to me I think it just again I can I definitely understand the why you're comparing the two but for me, this just worked better. I, I don't know. Again, it's hard to describe, but I can understand what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah. Just I still like. If someone wants to explain how they were aging, once again, feel free. M Knight, um, right. you're always welcome here, my friend. <laughs> we and love it, you, M Knight. Please guest star. Um, it, you're a very happy man, and we love you. Yeah, Even think... though this movie was a flaming piece of shit, I'm still excited for your next one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I mean, I wonder what our next movie will be that is this divisive for us. I really wonder what that is. Like at the end of the day, um, you can act too. So, um, yeah. All right. I think we should.